15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Be ready for winter weather and save money at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's time to replace your old wiper blades with a new pair of Bosch Icon wiper blades. Right now, save $8 per pair and earn double O rewards points. Our professional parts people will even install them for you for free. Visit your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 49 of Get Out of Rap. Today I'm joined uh, once again by Trevor Butterworth, who is the CEO of the UK Contact Centre Forum. Trevor, appearance number two, thanks very much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you, always, especially uh, especially through lockdown. We were just comparing um, beards and beard care, weren't we? <laughs> we were. Unfortunately, mine's a bit whiter than yours, but uh, grey, I should say. But uh, that's par for the course, I'm afraid. Well, it's, it swings and roundabouts, Trevor. You've got hair. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, OK. <laughs> so... Um, Firstly, how are you and how are you coping with uh, lockdown three? Uh, oh, I think lockdown three. Yes, it's, I think it's getting to everybody at the moment. It's a bit like Groundhog Day. Just get up, do the same old and then go back. But uh, yeah, just cracking on with things and trying to keep into a routine to uh, keep some sort of normality going and uh, purpose of what we're doing. But uh, yeah, it's been a struggle, this one, I must admit. So hoping hoping that uh, we'll be out of it soon. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think everyone I've spoken to, and I'm sure you're the same, your members and at events before um, you actually get into the content, people are like, hey, how you doing? This time around, everyone's response pretty much is, I'm okay, but... Yeah. It's tough. It's... Yeah, people are finding this one the hardest, I think. Uh, because it's been so long, so prolonged, and obviously coupled not only with work, but with, you know, as we were just discussing, you know, teaching your children at home, it's it's tough. It really is. And everything else that's happening at the moment, it's a tough old situation. So, uh, so just need all the support you can get from your family and work colleagues, be it virtually, to, to get you through. And have the... Um... Have you seen your amendment, really, the UKCCF, so events are virtual. Are there any things that you've been pleasantly surprised by in terms of, or you think, oh, I might keep doing that after lockdown's over? Uh, Yes, definitely uh, some of the sessions we've been running have gone down really well. Our mental health and wellbeing webinars have gone down an absolute storm. So we're going to definitely keep those going, but we're also going to run some of those on a face-to-face basis as well. So I think there is a need to have the sessions where we can bring in people to share their experiences on a face-to-face basis. Uh, but uh, that's definitely one that we are 
going to be keep playing running and expand wherever possible and getting more and more people involved in that and perhaps providing some more regional type events where we can pull together I know little groups of people that can contact each other on an ad hoc basis to say I'm really having a bad day or I've got this issue and having people local that they can contact to provide them with some help and support outside of the business you know bringing a fresh set of eyes uh, and experiences to to help them to to get through with the teams and, and their own mental health and well-being I think that's I mean what a topic. Um, and, and I guess, if anything, being in lockdown has, not that people needed convincing, but maybe made it a topic that more people can relate to than, than ever before. Mental health and, and well-being. Can you just um, talk to us a little bit about some of the sessions? What, what have you, what are the sessions look like? How many have you run? Yeah, no problems. We've run uh, four sessions now and we've been inviting our members to come in and share their experiences. Uh, So, for example, the sessions run for an absolute maximum of 60 minutes. We normally like to have uh, a case study. So for the next one, we have John Lewis coming in, talking around how they support their contact centre personnel. And we're normally saying, you know, a 30 to 35 minute um thought leadership piece you know what actual things are you doing on a daily weekly monthly basis to support and to detect potential issues with your staff how do you recognize these so then and then during the session we'll have some polling questions so we can say how many people are experiencing this how many of you are getting support how many of you introduce the support and get the polling questions uh, and get some input from that and then having a really nice Q&A session at the end and allowing the audience to share and to ask questions because they may have issues in the business and they obviously don't want to talk internally. They want to find some external answers and bring them into the business to support the, the, the organisation and the staff. So it's very much allowing them to have that opportunity to post questions and for the perhaps the other delegates and the, and the panel to answer those questions for them and help, as I say, support the business as a whole. I mean, they sound fascinating. You given your position overseeing this and seeing what's going on in the industry, people coming together, sharing their experiences, what's your, you know, summary review of of where we are as an industry when it comes to mental health? What have you seen? I'm seeing lots of people talking about doing things, but not many companies implementing things, which is a shame. There's still people I talk to outside of the webinars who are saying we really haven't got a robust mental health and well-being program in place and we are having issues we are seeing people going off work for prolonged periods of time due to stress and it's not always stress of the job even though a lot of them are now working from home it's the family life and the business and the job put together is causing the stress and being in the same environment for such prolonged periods of time, especially if you're a very sociable person 
because obviously, uh, you know, within a contact sense, nine times you're a social person. It's just the nature of the beast. You love talking to people. You love um, dealing with people. So I think the problem is people are not being allowed to to to, uh, uh, to talk to other people as much as they would really like to. And some of the people have suggested having little chat rooms in the morning uh, around how 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 are you doing today and, it, and and people i saw something on linkedin quite recently actually you know when they send emails to people instead of saying good morning or good afternoon they're actually starting off by saying how are you how are you feeling yeah. and that opens up and and just trying to get over to people that there is the opportunity to have a conversation with someone in the business around how you genuinely are feeling and is this the start of something that could build into something that could be a big problem for you and for the business? Yeah. So it's just it's just how you're approaching your staff. And, and more and more people are trying to do that now. Just try and get that time on a one-to-one basis in a private room, chat room, where they can have a conversation or, as we're doing now, having this call around, how do you actually really, really feel? Come on, talk to me. Uh, let's have a virtual coffee or something coffee and a donut how are you feeling um and uh, I, and there should be more of that going on i don't think based on what i'm hearing from it they are doing enough one-to-ones uh on that basis that's really interesting so what you're saying if i hear if i'm hearing you right is there's definitely increased awareness yes definitely a real willingness to address things and provide a psychologically safe space but still room for more organizations to actually implement action as a you know that there's still is it still a minority of places that have the provision and routines set up to help deal with people's mental health and and well-being yeah yeah there are still companies out there that are lacking in the knowledge of how to tackle it for whatever reason they just are thinking and hoping it will just go away but it won't mm. you know there needs to be more interaction i know it's hard at the moment because we're all working virtually but people can get time do one-to-ones schedule just five minutes mm. and not do it on a phone call do it on a on a chat you know actually have mm. a picture of the person in front of you to talk to them like we're doing now so i yeah. can see and hear your reaction to something I'm saying. And then you can see and walk away and think, yeah, there is a problem there. We need to do something else. So we need to schedule a call tomorrow, not in one or two weeks time. We need to do something. We need to bring them uh, to session and, and bring my colleague in perhaps and the two of us have a conversation with Trevor because I'm picking up on the fact there's something wrong. Uh, they're not saying it, but perhaps we need to take it to the next level to draw it out of them it may not even be a work issue it could be a family issue and just saying to them okay we appreciate you've got a problem let's give you half a day take half a day off don't book a holiday just take half a day off get it sorted well let's have a chat at two o'clock this afternoon how are you and then just do it that way but nip it in the bud mm. and i don't think there's as much of that going on because and understand it there's lots of pressures on people for business you know the calls are coming in the emails are there the chats are there the social media is there it's all now 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 but if you want to have a workforce that's going to be with you in the future 
uh, sound of mind, you need to invest that time now. And it may mean having one person or two people dedicated to just making these calls on a regular basis to update someone that's trained to pick up on these little issues. Even if it's a third party organization mm. that you bring in to do it, I think mm. it's a great investment. It really is because if you lose that person out of the business, either to another employee or employer, sorry, or to out of the business or sick, you're losing a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise mm. out of the business for a prolonged period of time. It's always fascinated me, actually, if you think about the nature of what our frontline advisors are doing. So you log in and whether it's call, email or chat, it is just a repetitive barrage of contacts. And you might be in a great environment. You You might like the company and the people you work alongside. Nonetheless, the very nature of the job itself it's always struck me that we as an industry really are best placed to think about mental health and well-being slightly differently because it you're you're fighting against the tide in terms of it's not natural to undertake work like that all day in day out so even if someone hasn't got um a particular challenge or illness that they're um, they, that they need treatment or assistance with, that everyone in our contact centres should be we should be training them and helping them develop their their mental health to be able to thrive in that environment. So it's not that you go, oh, okay, this person has a problem, let's roll out our mental health first aiders or let's get them on a counselling programme. Let's let's do it. It seems to me that we're missing a massive trick that everyone should have some kind of training support to be the best that they can be from a men- from a mentality point of view. You know, just whether it's coping mechanisms, whether it's a way of understanding that the repetitive nature of the of the job that you can still not just cope but thrive whilst dealing with that you know there there Mm -hmm. are there's there's mental techniques and this whole kind of um, theme of emotional intelligence and how we can better support people I still think there's a huge opportunity for our uh, industry whether through training L&D all the way through to how we recruit and induct and onboard to make a provision for giving people the tools that they're going to need to not only just get through a shift, but enjoy it, deliver a good customer experience and and not have it affect them mentally. Because now when I think, I look back in my career, I think I would have treated some people differently. Mm. You know, it's that kind of... um, the person that was continually late uh, and then quite difficult to interact with during the day that, you know, when I was a team leader, was that person clinically depressed and just struggled to even get out of bed rather than in my head thinking, Oh God, Joe is such a pain. Is he here? And then when he's here, he's hardly talkative. Actually he could have been struggling with a real, like, you know, a clinical, um, reason and I think that is the kind of how we've evolved it's just yeah it's a big topic isn't it 
It is. And I think part of the problem as well is the fact that before lockdown, there were times during the day when contact centres, they knew that between, I don't know, say nine in the morning till 10.30, they were going to have a high number of calls. Then it was going to go quiet from 10.30 till, say, 12.30. Then it would pick up again. So they would staff accordingly. I think now also the added problem is the fact that because so many customers are working from home and they haven't got their own supervisors walking around watching <laughs> what they're doing, they'll phone up or email any time of the day yeah. to ask a question. So that quiet period from half 10 till half 12 isn't now a quiet period. It's busy mm. because people are not so worried about, well, I'm working from home. I don't have my super. I will phone up about my car insurance or my bank account um because they knew that their manager would be watching them or they had meetings to attend or things like that so i think the stress level um is there constantly now i'd be really i should make a, a couple of contacts in the wfm world to find out if mm. their planning has changed the tool yeah whether they are getting a constant flow of calls now from the time they open to the time they close or have those peak workloads changed for whatever reason but, I mean, I know um, a couple of people that uh, work from home, they're saying, oh, yeah, it's great. I can find out my insurance company now at 11 o'clock and get my insurance sorted out. Whereas I couldn't do that. I'd have to either do it before, but they weren't open, or do it when I get home. And then I've only got half an hour or an hour to do it because they'll close. Um, so whether, I, I just think there's part of that as well. So I think it's a yeah. constant barrage of calls and emails and whatever. I want to do this. I want to do that. Or I want to open an account, close an account. Whereas at least they knew they had some sort of respite, thinking, oh, it's going to be quiet from half 10 till half 12. You know, I'll go for my coffee break. I'll do this. I'll do that. And of course, they're probably not taking on more staff. They're trying to do the same. Um, but obviously the call volumes, perhaps the patterns have changed slightly. That's something also I think people need to take in, into consideration. Very true. What are, this, what are some of the things that, um, if you were to share some of the... Or, companies that have come into your four sessions, has there been some real standouts for you that you think, oh, they, I love how they've got things set up? And if so, are there any commonalities between the companies doing it right at the moment? Um, standout. Yeah, there's been, there's been one particular company that have really gone into it in some great detail uh, and have really come up with some innovative ideas. But I think... One of the key things that's coming across is because so many people are now working from home, they need to be treating their home environment as their work environment to get them in that frame of mind that this is my job. Although I'm working in the kitchen or my bedroom or wherever, it's my job. So it's just having, I think, some structure to the day, just things like getting up, having a shower and getting dressed, ready to go to work. Um, having all the things you need, have a have a tick list there in place, objectives of what you want to achieve that day and just treat it as if you would be in the office. And if that means putting a suit and tie on, then do so. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I know that days that I know I've got a number of calls, you know, I'll put on, I'll dress up a bit smarter <laughs> than I would if I had nothing on for obvious reasons, even have a shave. Um, but it's just little things like that, just to get you in that frame of mind. So you're thinking about the job and not other things and just having a structure to a day. 
one of the things um, I read about it, I think it was on Huffington Post or something like that, that we've been doing right from the start of this um, lockdown, this third one anyway, is doing a fake commute. So um, I haven't heard of that one. So, but it's very similar to what you were just, it's part of what you were just saying, which is having a routine. And you mentioned it earlier, which, you know, you're, we're living and working in the same space that has its um, trials and tribulations. But one of the, so what we do, get, get up in the morning, breakfast, normal thing, and then walk just round the block for 20, 30 minutes. Yep. Every, every day without fail, um, it might, you know, if there's a Costa near us, might go and get a Costa, but it's always 15 to 20 minutes. Um, get the girls to do it as well before school. So they're there replicating their um, walk to school as much as possible. Um, and it does just give you that little bit of a separation because then when I walk back through the door, I feel like I've arrived at work. Yeah. Even, yeah. even, though, it, even though it's the same place. And now... Every day without fail, I've done it, and it does. I would get recommend fresh it as well. Gives you a good yeah. Life. Oh, that's excellent. And do you um, have you got any other session? You mentioned one that you're going to have John Lewis. Um... Yeah, on the twenty um, fifth of February at twelve thirty, we're running our next monthly webinar on mental health and well being in the workplace, and we've got two people from the contact centres within John Lewis. We're going to be coming in for about 35 minutes and sharing how they're supporting their staff, both in-house and with their their outsource partners, because they, they do have a genuine relationship with their outsource partner. So they're going to be talking through hints and tips and ideas on what they do, what they've implemented, how they're supporting their staff and how they're managing them. And if there are and what the issues are and how they're supporting them once they've identified, hey, you have an issue we need to talk about it and what they put in place to get that person back to normality as, as much as possible i suppose really um so yeah we're doing that on the 25th of february at 12 30 for for about 60 minutes that's great and if um i'll, I'll share the details of um, how people can log in what do they do just contact they can either contact me or they can go onto the UKCCF website. So it's uk-ccf.co.uk. Go on to the events page and then they'll see all the webinars that we have planned every month. We are doing monthly webinars on mental health and well-being. And in wow. March, we've got HS2 who are going to be sharing their experiences with us as well. So every month there's a, a, a mixture of organisations, both large and small, explaining what their strategy is and how they're supporting their staff on this particular topic and this is something we're going to carry on running regardless of whether we're still in lockdown or not in lockdown because this will affect us ongoing just yeah. ongoing and it's great that this topic is now being raised so high and people are it's got people's attention and i think everyone's just realizing how it can impact so many people and looking out for these little telltale signs that there is a potential issue there and nipping it in the bud and, and giving that support to that person. I think it's it's great, but I, the challenge, I guess, is the real, uh, what really determines if people have it right is everyone's aware of, everyone supports mental health, 
often until it becomes a burden to them. So you can support you can support mental health and say, yeah, we're very supportive of mental health. But, you know, maybe that example I gave earlier, the person that's continually late, do is your assumption on your to give support, understand. I just I just think that it's that next step that you can say we support mental health. Okay, de- demonstrate it. How is how do you how do you do that? What are your what what allowances do you make? And again, that's when it comes down to all the way from strategy to implementation of strategy through processes. So if your process naturally just takes somebody straight into, let's take that example, someone's continually late. You know, does your investigation of the reasons, are people skilled enough to be able to ask, is there a mental health reason for this? You know, rather than just going, right, you've been late four times in the last 30 days, therefore we're taking you down the disciplinary route. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the key ingredient here in Kickstart is having the right person as your mental health first aider or in charge of that subject within the business. You've got to get the right person that's passionate, who understands about it, has empathy, has good communication skills, not just anybody. You've got to invest in the right person. And we've had some fantastic speakers who are just, you just think they're just natural. They were born to do the job. And it's so important that you get that person at the heart of what you're doing to drive everything. They want, (laughs) they want to do the job. Uh, They want to be involved. So obviously it's making sure that ingredient is is done correctly. That's great. Well, um, if if people wanted to still see the um, speakers, is that are they are they were they recorded the webinars? Yeah, all the recordings that we run for any of the webinars on social media, complaints handling, anything are recorded. Then we uh, email them out to everybody that's registered within twenty four hours. But we also have an archive section on our website. So it clearly states what the session is. You just click on it. It opens up. There's a, a, a format. You just click on it, type in your email address. So whether you've attended the session or not, and we will email you the recording of that session within 24 hours. That's great. That's brilliant. Um, so a great, a great subject. I think one that... Um, if anything, if this lockdown has helped us share best practice through your um, forums and webinars, that's brilliant. And if there's um, more that we, I feel, well, I always think there's more that we can do, um, then it will be a massive benefit that's come out of this lockdown, won't it? Absolutely. And of course, what we're trying to do is keep this and raise the profile. So if anyone uh, has case studies or would think they have a, a great mental health and well-being program in place i'd love to hear from them so we can get them involved get them to deliver a case study and to share their knowledge and experience and on our ukccf website we're developing a, a portal where we're going to have all the recordings we're going to have articles from people in the industry both medical and from the contact center itself where we're sharing best practice some hints and tips so it's going to be a library where people can go, ah, I need to get some information. Where do I go? Well, hopefully that's a starting point. We've even been working with Mind. We've had Mind present for us in the past 
uh, they did they came and they did some live sessions for us and we had some fantastic feedback on that so That's we're working great. with them yeah. and any other organization that we feel can help support us on that basis that's brilliant um, um trevor on behalf of all everyone in the industry I, you know thanks very much for for doing that and putting that kind of stuff together because you won't ever get to see it i guess but people will be benefiting from having access to what good looks like and i'm sure people have been helped as a result of that well i hope so and uh, it, it's it's just something that i think everybody should be involved in and the bigger this group can get and the more contributions we can get and sharing knowledge fantastic that's what we're aiming to achieve exactly it just uh, just before we go is there anything else that's coming up that you wanted to share for well, we're doing uh, another session with Brook Street on this topic as well. They're inviting a lot of their customers, and I believe we've got one of your coll colleagues join us for that. We're going to be running our conference this year and our awards program. And with the conference, we will have two speakers on mental health and well-being. And also in the actual awards, we've introduced a new award, mental health and well-being in the workplace. So. Every opportunity we get, we're trying to raise the profile and to get people involved. And if you're doing a great programme, we'd love to share the recognition with you and let people know what you're doing. That's great. So great way to, to draw the podcast to a close. Trevor, again, thanks very much for joining us today. For people that do want to even just sense check their own you might have something in place they might want to sense check it i would suggest they get in touch with you you're doing some great work in this really important area um and yeah again thanks very much on behalf of the industry for everything that you do uh, no problems and martin thanks a lot for doing these uh these podcasts really enjoy them yeah me too trevor thanks very much thank you bye-bye and we're back. Well, tax season's here, folks, and you know. Hi there. Whoa, where'd you come from? April here to tell you about the tax filing software from Tax Act. Uh, seriously, were you, like, hiding behind my desk? Seriously, Tax Act makes it easy to get your maximum refund. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Switch to Tax Act today, and you can start for free. Or as we say at Radioland. Subtle. Tax Act. Tax Act. File for less and get more. See taxact.com for details.